Hey guys, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live for and long for the day of Jesus' return. I'm really excited for this 63rd episode where I'm just going to look at an amazing passage that helps me live for the day. It's 1 Peter 2, 1-3. through 3. So I hope that you're encouraged to crave the word from this episode. Let's jump right into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Jake Walker here. I'm the host of Living for the Day, which is a podcast and a YouTube channel that exists to encourage and equip people to live for and long for the day of Jesus's return. I believe that's a real day that's coming. Jesus is going to come back. He's going to make everything right. Everyone's going to see him. And wow, that's the most important day to be thinking about. And uh, I'm just excited to encourage and equip people to live for and long for the day. Today, I just want to simply walk through a passage that's been really encouraging me lately. It's 1 Peter chapter 2, and it's all about the Word of God. It's all about the Bible. And this is kind of at the beginning of 2024. So a lot of people are thinking about, how do I grow? How do I grow? How do I change? And we see in this text that key to growth is the word of God, the Bible, how precious it is. And so I'm praying that this episode will just make you crave the word of God and that by craving the word of God, you'll consume the word of God. And through that consumption of the word of God, you're going to grow up. You're going to grow. And so that's the heart of this episode. So with that, I just want to read three verses, and we're just going to slowly talk about them. Uh, All right, here we go. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 says this, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. All right, the point of this whole episode is that you would crave the word. So the first thing I notice is that this passage starts with so. So put away all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy. I believe sometimes this word in the Greek is translated therefore. And whenever there's a Therefore, you got to ask, what is the therefore? Therefore, what preceded this word that is building an argument for whatever is going to come after this word? It says, so put away all malice and all deceit. So what came before that would make Peter say, therefore, put away all this stuff? Well, he's referring back to verse 23 of chapter 1, which says this, since you have been born again. Come on, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. Basically, Peter's saying, hey, you're new. You've been born 
again. Now act like it. Act like it. God has made you new through his word. Now live into who you already are by doing these two things, putting away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander, powerful, and also being like like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. That first verse is powerful to put away all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and slander. Love that. That's kind of like what we put off. I want to focus today on what we're putting on, what we're putting in, which is the second verse. I just want to focus on this second verse that just says, again, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Don't you want that? I want that. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So looking at that verse, it says, be like newborn infants. I have a son and his birthday is coming up here in January, his first birthday. So I got to watch him be a newborn, watch him be an infant. I think technically he's a toddler or something like that now. But wow, did I see how he craved, how he longed for milk. And if he didn't get it, you know what he did? He screamed. (laughs) He cried. He cried out for milk. That by it, he would grow. And he did. And he got that milk. (laughs) And he's been growing. Praise God for that. We're called to be like my son. Can you imagine if we were like that? If we didn't get in the word of God and love it and treasure it and ponder it and meditate on it and grow from it, that we would just throw a fit. Not that I think we should actually throw a fit, but I think we should be longing for it as the text says that, like my son, I need this to grow. I need it. And therefore, God, help me do a work in my heart that I can't do on my own. Help me crave it like a newborn baby. Help me long for it. That word long for in the Greek, it's epipatheo. Um, it, the meaning is like greatly desire, earnestly desire, long after. In the NIV, it's crave. What a powerful verb. How are you doing with that, <laughs> with the word of God? How are you doing? Don't feel you know, guilty and just stay there. Be like, God, work in me a desire, a craving for your word. I think of Job 23, 12. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. Whoo, that is powerful. Long for the pure spiritual milk. Okay, I'm kind of already giving it away, but I believe the pure spiritual milk is the word. Why do I believe that? Well, again, going back to verse um, 23, it's through the word that we were born again. I'll read verse 23 of chapter one again. Since you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, come on, encouraging, it's indestructible, it'll last, it'll endure, through the living and abiding word of God. So if the word is what brought about our life, it would make sense that it's also what's going to sustain our life. But also that word spiritual, when it says the pure spiritual milk, that's the Greek word, Lagikos, which which kind of echoes the word logos, which is word in the Greek. So there's 
there is good reason to believe that the pure spiritual milk that he's talking about is the word. In fact, I believe the NASB translated the pure milk of the word or the pure spiritual milk of the word. So I really believe we're talking about the Bible here, which is what's going to help us grow up into salvation. Let's go to verse three for a second. It says, um, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Well, I'm sorry. Let me back up for a second. It says that by it, you may grow up into salvation. Does that mean like, oh no, like I have to grow a certain amount in order to be saved? No, you've already been born again. But the point is that Christians are to be growing into who we will be when the fullness of our salvation is realized on that day when Jesus returns. I'll say that again. Christians are to be growing into who we will be on that day when our salvation is fully realized. Come on. That's so important. So again, back to verse three. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Basically, Peter's saying, if you taste the milk of the word, so if you hear the word, the gospel message and the word of God, and you taste that it's good, or in other words, you embrace it, it's evidence that you're saved. Peter's like, hey, if you've truly been converted, if you're truly saved, you're going to long for that milk of the word. You're going to embrace it. You're going to pursue it, right? So again, Peter's like, this is, this is evidence that you are saved, <laughs> that you are longing for, that you're pursuing uh, the milk of the word. Wow. Maybe some of you are feeling like, yeah, I do. I feel that. I feel this longing for the word. Maybe some of you guys are like, geez, I'm not feeling that right now. Well, if I were you, I would just get on my face and say, God, help me cry out. Help me long for your word. Help me um, just repudiate anything that's hindering my love for you and my desire of the word, God. Please help me. You know, it seems like in scripture, there is a way that we can be actually living our lives that we'll be more or less proud of when we experience Christ, when he, when he comes, when he returns. This podcast is about living for the day, right? I love 1 John 2.28. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, woohoo, living for the day, we may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame at his coming. Wow. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. I don't know about you. Here's what, here's what I know. I don't want to shrink back in shame from Christ when he returns. I want to look in his eyes. If I can do that when he's riding on the clouds. I want to have this sense of, that's my king. Come on, Jesus. Come on. I'm just ready to meet you right? I don't want to shrink back and be like, man, I was, I was just totally living for something else. It's totally living for my pride or my, um, or for some other idol. No, 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 no. I believe that there's an assurance on that day because Christ's righteousness has been imputed to me <laughs> that I ultimately do not have my standing before God because of my own righteousness, but 
I can stand before God because of Christ's righteousness that's imputed to me from him. And also, I believe that experientially, how we actually live our lives in righteousness matters. And I believe that that's what this first John verse is actually talking about. The heart of this short video, short podcast, is for you to crave the word, to eat along with. Isn't that exciting? It's like, how do I grow up? How do I grow up into my salvation? How do I live for the day? One of the key ways this text is saying is long for, crave the word of God. It's pretty simple. I can keep saying it, but how you doing on craving, longing for, desiring? You know, I just, I've been thinking about how it's not just our actions that matter, but it's also our desires that matter. Jesus talked about that in the Sermon on the Mount, right? He, he didn't say it's just adultery that sin, but he said lust is sin, right? It's not just harming your neighbor, but it's, it's the anger of your heart, right? Like Jesus goes to that deeper level. And so I don't want to just make myself read my Bible because I feel like I should, but I want to actually long for it. And you know what? It takes a miracle of God. <laughs> and so if I were you, if you're like, man, I have feelings and desires and all these things that are just so all over the place that are so not godly, then I would get on my face and cry out, God, change my heart. And I would seek to confess to someone who's godly and wise and older than me. And I'd say, help me come up with a plan that I could live out repentance and I would bear the fruit of repentance. Come on. So I just want to end with just a few verses that just make me love the word of God and make me want to crave it even more. And I'm going to try to say them from memory. Here we go. Psalm 119, 97 through 104. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they're my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I'm always thinking of your laws. I'm even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. I've refused to walk on any evil path so that I may remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you've taught me well. How sweet your words taste to me. They're sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Whew, there's a bunch of reasons. There are a bunch of reasons to crave the word there. His commandments give me understanding. They're sweet. They make me wiser than my enemies, wiser than my elders and my teachers. What is this? They help me walk in obedience to the Lord. Wow. Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing sword and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Uh, nothing uh, is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Wow, there's a reason to crave the word. I'm going to give an account to God one day and the scriptures help me to be ready for that day. I want to crave that word. I want to crave it. I want to be ready for when Jesus comes back. I need the word of God. <laughs> Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Who knows in this life? We don't always know what to do. Well, the word is a lamp. It's a light to our path in the darkness. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want to be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Oh, well, apparently I need to go to the 
to the God-breathed Word of God. Come on, let's crave the Word together. 2 Peter 1, 20-21. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The word is not from human beings alone. It's from God. Yes, God used human beings, but the word of God, the Bible, is from God to help you grow up into salvation, to help you know the living, true God. It's incredible. Come on, let's crave it. Let's long for it. Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? Ooh, let's long for that thing that can break down false ideas and doctrines and deceptions. Come on. Uh, Psalm 1, just incredible. Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, they meditate day and night. They will be like a tree planted by rivers of water that produces its fruit in season, whose leaf also does not wither. And whatever they do, prosper. The ungodly are not so. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. And it goes on. I want to be rooted and planted by the waters. I don't want to be blown away like chaff by every wind of new doctrine or teaching. No, 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 no. I want to be rooted in the word of God. Come on. Matthew 24, 35. I'll end with this one. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Come on. Friend, on this journey of living for the day, let's crave the word. Because when we crave the word, we're going to consume the word. And the word, just like my son, <laughs> when he got that milk, we're going to grow. We're going to grow, 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 grow. It's worth it. Let me just say a quick prayer. God, I pray for the person watching this, listening to this. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would do a miracle in their heart. And that they would crave you, Lord. Um, and so similar to that is craving your word by it. We might grow up into salvation. So God, I just have, have mercy on me and have mercy on the person listening or watching to this, that you would do a miracle in their heart, that they would love your word, how it guards and how it protects in so many ways. God, do a miracle. I pray, I ask, I beg you and Lord, most of all, would you do the miracle that the most central part of your word, Lord, is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that we would believe that we're sinners in desperate need of the forgiveness of sins. And I pray that uh, people would respond to the truth that you died, that we could be saved, and then that you rose from the dead Christ, you are God. And I pray that people listening or watching to this would respond to that word and follow you as their Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's crave the word. Love you, lifted family. Um, thanks for listening in.
See you soon.